0: Good
1: afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Today I will be walking through fears and finding, helping you find your bravery, and I'm not going to be doing that because I'm a super brave person. I'm going to be doing that because we have an expert that will be coming on the show to help us address fear and to find our bravery, you know, bravery's a hard thing. I, I, let's see, I don't consider myself a brave person. Do you, Jesse? Jesse?
2: Consider you a brave person? Yes. Or let's me? start with
1: me. <laughs> no. Do you consider yourself a brave person?
2: Um, I've never really had to do a huge brave act, but
1: mm-hmm. well, being on the show. Oh, is very. It's maybe very brave.
2: I just don't notice <laughs> <laughs> well, brave maybe. acts, but I don't feel <laughs> like I have done anything of big. You know, yeah. which how many people have? Well, I mean, it's so <laughs> only the
1: so problem, many people in the news, right? We think the bravery means you've got to jump out of your car and go. Pull a man from a burning vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's, that seems more like, that's brave, but that's courageous. Like, that's courage. I yeah. don't know what that is. That's, that's brave heroism. But I think we're talking today just about bravery. Just doing something that scares the crud out of you and you do it anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Even if your
1: knees shake when you're given that mm-hmm. talk.
2: Actually... <laughs> this is really simple, but I'm going to job interviews and I get really nervous. Do you get nervous? I'm so scared <laughs> do you? all the time. So
1: you need to be brave to get ha- a job.
2: I mean, you have to do what you got to do. Yeah. that's probably where bravery comes from.
1: Are you? Um, so what? Like, how do you get nervous? What do you? What makes like do your knees shake? Does your mouth go dry? It's
2: the pit in the stomach. I like, You're constantly sick. feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Just like uh. do you,
1: Mike. Mike actually gets physically sick. No, I was yeah, asking I if if uh, Jessica yes. does. I and don't. I do. You don't. Jess does. Right now, Mike I have nausea. It. Do you? Right <laughs> now, because I have
2: a job interview tomorrow.
1: Well, do, you, do you want to? I have to... one
2: this morning. <sighs> well, let's
1: practice. We can practice on the show.
2: Well, that gets me. The pit just got well, twice okay. as big. Let, let
3: me oh, just gosh. let me just
1: give you an interview. I'll give you an interview.
2: <laughs> okay, let's do this uh, live
1: on the air. Well, this is this is exactly how I would interview someone. Jess, uh, what's your name? Jessica Littlefield? Yeah, Littlefield.
2: Is that how you
0: respond?
1: Are you related yeah. to John Littlefield?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Which, uh, which... Poughkeepsie.
1: From Poughkeepsie, New Jersey. Is that in New Jersey? Maybe I
2: have some family there. I'm new to the family, so I don't, I don't know all of the cousins. Um, okay. I did say that in a
1: job interview. Did you really? I have a few questions for you. Um, why don't you just start by telling us your most embarrassing moment?
2: Oh, um, one time I was on the Matt Townsend show and he did a live interview. That was probably number one.
1: Really? Okay, you're doing great. Um, okay, here, here's one. Um, give me an example in your work experience where you failed miserably.
2: Oh, they do that. They do that, huh? <laughs> you know I you have say? heard that one before. Or, what is
1: your, tell me your biggest weakness. What's your biggest weakness?
2: Try to sell us by telling us the worst things about you. That's, yeah. I hate those questions. Well, what, they see, if they up.
1: ever ask you what's your biggest weakness, this is what you say. I work too hard. <laughs> I can't say no to anyone. <laughs> I will work long hours even if it's to the detriment of myself, my family, and my posterity.
2: <laughs> okay, I like that. that this is cool? good. I'm prepped.
1: See, now do you, you feel less nervous?
2: No, but okay. that lightened the mood a little bit. What, y'all know another <laughs> trick? Yeah.
1: Never look them in the eye. What? Never look them in the yeah, eye.
2: Yeah, that's like against where everything do you look? ever. You look
0: at their hands, elbows. <laughs> yeah, where
2: you look else at would their look?
0: right shoulder.
2: <laughs> now you're ruining it. You don't want me to leave. Or home. the forehead
1: just a few <laughs> inches above. You're never going to get a job at this rate. <laughs> never look them in the eye. Look at their right shoulder. Uh, and um, and always use the word K. K? K? Okay? K. Okay. Because K. Okay.
0: K. K. Okay. 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 they love that
2: okay <laughs> well if no, you want to
0: mix mm-kay. it up between M K and mm-hmm. and mm-kay. you know don't so you're not just doing yeah. that all the time say it too. to <laughs> like, i like oh bro. do this like i i <laughs> no 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 <laughs> bro don't.
1: no bro every that third one it. is a bro yeah. or bra
2: you guys are great i'm so glad i have you as a support system see i,
1: I <laughs> but do you feel less fearful now I'm I actually, still not
2: there. I need, like, We're giving you caffeine. the tools.
1: Okay, gum. Use take a lot of gum. <laughs> and I wouldn't put one stick in. I'd put, like, three sticks of gum in. Minimum <laughs> Minimum
0: that's, two. <laughs> that's being
1: conservative. I'd go at yeah, least six. So and you know what? I have a feeling. Yeah, <laughs> you all right, Everybody loved that sound effect. <laughs> I just <laughs>
0: took uh, his advice. He's that was a gum. lot of gum.
1: <laughs> oh, he's got a big wad of gum. Ew. Today we're talking bravery and uh, the brave you know the the brave acts of life there's a lot of acts in the news we hear about all the time just little heroic things that people do Mm -hmm. and our own jess littlefield soon to be employed i highly doubt elsewhere because of our (laughs) tips that we've given her
2: (laughs) thank you for the courage she's
1: confident nonetheless (laughs) (laughs) well i've been trying i don't want you to leave
2: i know you're trying really hard okay so (sighs) taking it to the news this is my favorite thing to talk about go to the news um Okay, so we talked about how not everyone does stuff like this, but when we do hear stories that are incredible, yeah. they help pump us up. Yeah. So, I mean, nah, I would us- be more
1: brave if I heard more bravery stories. You think so? Yeah, for sure.
2: Good. Well, here's. Give me a few. When I get my job, that'll be your biggest boost. Okay. Number two, these are the following up stories. Let's hear- I don't have one yet, so that's a lie. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Well, going
1: to your interviews is very brave. Thanks. <laughs> especially considering that. Your your odds are very low because we just blew your mind with bad ideas.
2: And that's brave.
1: But now you'll get it.
2: Thanks. Sure. Okay. So um this lady was parasailing and fell into the water. Ooh. As naturally anyone would do. Yeah, I happens. would be constantly sure. in Walder. But then a shark came and bit her. Arm, neck, and face were torn up. And she's in the water. There was oh. a boat nearby. A guy saw he jumped out of his boat towards the shark. And what? And this lady had a rope and he grabbed onto the lady. They pulled him in and she he saved her life.
1: What a stud.
2: Right. He just got a bravery award for He that.
1: jumped out of a boat towards a woman half eaten with a shark. Do we know what kind of shark it was?
2: Uh, um. No. I a don't killer
0: know. shark. Yeah.
2: Uh really scary. Those are huge Biting one. Killer
0: sharks are enormous. Indeed. That is brave.
2: Yeah. Now
1: it's interesting. Who does that?
2: I mean how scary would that be? You see someone with a shark and you jump towards it? I just couldn't imagine. You know
1: what? I'm probably too practical. <laughs> I'd be like, ah you know.
2: What are the chances
1: <laughs> oh, that lady's She may not make it.
2: (laughs) You're so bad. I would,
1: but I would be afraid.
0: I'm going to jump in with a shark. I've got kids. I think that's why we like these kind of stories. That's huge. Just because courage is something that's kind of out of the ordinary. Yeah. You know,
1: it's not common. And
2: and it takes a selfless act of I'm going to do this for this person. That's huge. Yeah.
1: Maybe he didn't know there was a shark. No, he knew there was a shark. He knew.
2: He knew something was in there. See, he was just brave.
1: (laughs) See, that's I've got to work on that.
2: Yeah, that was. Maybe it's because I don't love to swim
1: anyway. I might do it. If there was a shark on land with a lady, I'd jump out of a car. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because the shark doesn't have a shot. (laughs) Right. How fast is the car going? 20. Okay. That's still fast. That's, That's pretty fast. But again, I can outrun a shark on land any day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just flip it on its back, it goes to sleep. <laughs> that's oh, amazing.
2: sleep, and that's how you're going to outrun it. Yeah, and then
1: you tickle its belly. <laughs> that okay. okay, that is cool. That is brave.
2: That's, an that's incredible that's story.
1: In a, that's in a whole different category. Yeah. Give me another one.
2: Um, this one's so sweet. There's a nine-year-old girl who had a friend who had been battling cancer for a really long time. Um, and so to help her out, she shaved her head bald.
3: Oh, Nine that's years cute.
2: old is kind of a fragile stage. That's in right. Life, that's your shaving you, your head. Yeah. Then the school that she goes to said she couldn't go to school there because it was against the policy.
1: Are you kidding?
2: No, they weren't going to let her go to school. Because and then they she had a shaved it. head. Yeah, they reviewed it and now they're they let her back. But for a while though, she couldn't go to school because oh, of that.
1: Oh, what a cute girl! You know, James couldn't go to that school. <laughs> How do you feel
0: about that, James? Well, I I feel like that's discri- it's discrimination. It's total discrimination. Yeah. It is. I don't care who you are or how old you are or what gender you are. You should be able to go to school with or without hair.
1: This cute little girl <laughs> shaves her head like, I'm going to do this for my friend. What little girl wants to have a bald head, right? Yeah. But she did it for her friend. Now two friends back. can be there. That's totally brave. Yeah. That's cool. I thought it was really sweet. That is sweet.
2: And then- And um, I like that one
1: because it didn't involve a shark.
2: Right. Here's another one. Yeah, <laughs> that it doesn't involve a shark, but okay, good. it is another dangerous one. Okay, um, so there was a shooting in Auckland, New Zealand. Yes, um, and there was a police officer who was shot four times, um, and the they had called a armed offenders squad to come save him but the other police officers couldn't just let their man sit there because he had he wasn't he didn't have very long four shots and you're not gonna survive that for very long so they went into the line of fire and pulled him out of the situation holy um, cow and got him out of there and saved his life bravery so i just thought that was really cool that they were able to
1: it's to go in
2: the line of fire that would be scary (sighs) They're you know, putting you're, you're, their life
1: on the line, yeah, yeah. for somebody else. So it's interesting because it seems like certain professions, you know, you're going to expect a little bravery. Cops,
2: yeah, yeah. They're naturally you're going to see bravery every day. Yeah. I'm sure every day they see. Yeah, and firefighters. I mean, that's the job description. That seems
0: like the job description. <laughs> radio <laughs> Is, producers, <laughs> radio
3: producers, for example. It's, it's dangerous. <laughs> I don't
0: know if I'm going to be able to come back tomorrow. Well, you know? yeah, you know, you don't know if you'll make it through today. Yeah.
1: Without, you know, could get
0: fired
3: you know, any
1: second now. <laughs> good point. Really good point.
0: <laughs> anyway, moving on. Courage, bravery, great <laughs> um, stuff. So are, stuff. Are, you,
1: are you all are – you, are you brave people? So are you going to go after a job where you may need to risk your life, limb? I mean secret service. Mm-hmm. Secret, but again, and they're struggling because they're passing out in the halls after drinking too much. <laughs> this was a news story. And, you know, you know, Secret Service detail, you know, they're getting inebriated. Right. They're probably trying to deal with being brave.
2: <laughs> there are a lot of jobs that that put your life on the line.
1: But there's bravery in a lot of different ways. Like a producer actually has to be brave because every once in a while you need to push back on the host you know
3: mm,
2: Every you're once asking in a while. for it we're well, going to push back
1: i'm just saying
2: <laughs> the host has bravery because then the producers push back
1: <laughs> they can push back but the neat thing about being the host and being brave is that i can be i can conjure up enough strength to get rid of you <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably on the spot
1: <laughs> no i would never i can't do that i don't have that power here you're but, fired but i would cry to don and then don would have to get rid of you
2: but that would be after the show you'd have to bear the 2 hours that we have pushing on you yeah
1: but then don would come in here like he did earlier and he would think it's thursday when it's really wednesday <laughs> and then someone would have to be brave enough to say don it's really it's really wednesday and then you might get fired there
2: right
1: <laughs> see it's a it's a tangled web
2: every day
1: i hope don's not listening Do you think he listens to the I'm sure
2: we'll know in in a few seconds. He would come. Shout out to Don in
0: in your office. (laughs) Holla. Happy Thursday, (laughs) (laughs) Don. See
1: right there, that was pretty brave. That was either brave of me to say that or it was very stupid.
2: We just push our limits is all. We just keep pushing.
1: Yeah, just push. Um, Bravery. Now, talk about other type of bravery. What about just being brave enough to um, say no to somebody you care about? That's hard. Like some people, like I know moms that couldn't, they're not brave enough to take on their kids. And then eventually the kids oh, are running the house.
2: Yeah, that's an angle I haven't thought of.
1: Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of bravery.
2: And dads being the bad guy sometimes yeah. saying, uh, no, you're not going to go to that party. And they're like, or, no. Or
1: maybe sometimes it takes you know, bravery for the dad to actually be the nice guy that says yes once in a while. <laughs> like I'm a, I am say no all the time. <laughs> so So my kids will say, can I go somewhere? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and they're like, why? And I, I don't have a reason, but I don't want to drive you.
3: That's it.
2: Matt. <laughs> nah. But I need to be Your brave poor enough kids. to say. Yes. I'm going to get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Act of bravery. That's I'll what want. Matt's doing. No, they always say,
1: where's mom? <laughs> I'm like, why? Well, I want to talk to mom because you always say no. And I'm like, mom's gone. Mom will never come back.
2: You know something that I dealt <laughs> with with my parents and bravery <laughs> was that um, I didn't like to argue I'm scared now cuz they listen to the show. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> they're they're going to hear this. Like,
2: <laughs> but sometimes I wouldn't You didn't want to argue,
1: but you don't want to argue and then I bet you made a story up that because you know, it's contention's of the devil. <laughs>
2: That's what you would say. I just hate no. Really. I just didn't want to hear no. So Interesting. or like getting yelled at or something. I just yeah. was like I'll just do whatever they say cuz I just am scared.
1: Now, what's Not amazing- Not scared. That no. makes it sound well, like they But, yeah, but you have some fear.
2: But every kid deals with that, you oh, know? Oh, sure. But are they, you going to push it this time or no?
1: But you chose a profession <laughs> now that is- There's a lot of contention in news. Yeah. So if you've never been yeah. in a newsroom, there's contention. And they have to fight for their story. Yeah. And like a really good news director will kind of take you on. Are you ready for Ooh. that? Ooh, so and
2: good. then are you
1: ready for feedback? Because this is going to be part of your job. Yeah. Right? They're going to be like- you did that? That yeah. was horrible.
2: Feedback is huge.
1: Yeah. I you don't know like either. either. I'm afraid of feedback. Skin.
2: But I think that I can handle it. I think so. <laughs> I, I hope so. I think so. Because uh, I am an optimist. Let me give you one optimist more question. bravery, hand in hand.
1: Uh, in order to increase your bravery for your job interview, one more question. Okay. Who is your favorite... Radio talk show host that you've ever worked for from three to five on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio.
2: You said that just like your sig out.
1: I know. I'm just saying, who was that? Who is your favorite radio talk show host that you've ever worked for uh, who aired his show, his show, his show? Pretty
0: pretty tough. You got a a lot of options. Yeah,
1: yeah, your favorite doctor um, on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio.
2: Matt Townsend and you can give him a call and he'll say I'm awesome.
1: Bingo. You're hired. Okay. What
0: is it? Chat
1: BYU. If you're wanting to hire Jess, give us a call. 1855Chat BYU. She will produce uh, you know news for you. I'll
2: entertain you She'll for entertain ten minutes you. out of the day. That's she what does I do social here. media
1: and she's really good at finding stories on bravery. <laughs> it's powerful. Well Thanks, done, Matt. Jess. Thanks. Okay, folks, bravery is the topic. Think about it as you're just driving there. Do you feel like you're a brave person? Do you, know, do you know what your fears are? And are you confronting your fears? Are you taking them on? We've got an awesome guest coming up in a few segments. Patty Chang anchor is going to be joining us. She's the author of the book, Some Nerve. Some Nerve. You've got some nerve. Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave. That's the topic. Increasing your bravery, helping you find the good in life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are talking bravery. How do you increase your bravery and decrease your fears? One way might be just simply faking it till you make it. Our own Merritt uh, Meekum has some ideas on how to identify your everyday fears and how you can fake it till you make it to become a braver person, a more confident person. Merritt. You don't fake it till you make it. Oh, I fake it every day. Well, I think everyone on the show's faking it. (laughs) Except James. He's the real deal.
4: James, yeah. He's got it, down.
1: I never fake it. Thank you.
4: He's Genuine James.
1: Genuine James, we call him. (laughs) That actually has a nice little role. I'm good at alliteration. You are great. One of the many things. What do you mean by fake it till you make it?
4: Okay, so we're talking about bravery today. Yes. And bravery is kind of this big word.
1: We always think it's like superhero.
4: Yeah, you know, and maybe it's just because I had a picture book that's, but I always think of St. George and the Dragon. Yeah. You know, like a big act of something really cool. You know, he went and defended England from the dragon. And, he's remembered forever and For sure. so I always think you know kind of the knights in shining armors or you know our servicemen and people who do amazingly brave things that we really appreciate yeah. and so in that way bravery the word doesn't really apply to me because I don't ever do well anything. you don't even
1: have a shield and a sword
4: I don't which is a shame you need one I know I ask should, James I, he's, I think he brings
1: that. two everywhere he goes
4: yeah I've seen him anyway <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so bravery isn't something that really applies to me, you know. Because you know what, I do. I you know I gutsy. go to work and I go to school, and that's no, kind of it. And you're
1: into you're you're applying for internships with big Hollywood kind of companies. True. That's I brave. Am. Like you wait till you get there, you're going to be like, ah, oh, geez, <laughs> this is crazy.
4: Exactly. So here's the thing, though. We each have. Everyday fears, and we might not consciously be thinking like, "Oh, I'm afraid of this." I mean, some of us do have certain, you know, social phobias or something that maybe is something that we consciously think that we we fear. But I don't. I don't know. I don't walk around thinking, "Wow, I'm really afraid of this." Um, Some examples of this: Um, I hate commenting in class. Really? Are asking questions, for some reason that makes me more uncomfortable than a lot of other things. Just throwing is, out a comment, yeah, throwing out a comment, huh. which is really funny because I come on the radio and I speak now. We can't even keep you quiet. You no, know, every day. yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you would think I that quit in commenting. a classroom setting, or you know, when I've met people who I've been very impressed by, or called people like um, we've had a few people on the show that I've been you yeah. know, very excited to speak with, but I've never really got nervous.
1: That doesn't make to you on the phone. No, to call a, a New York Times best-selling author that doesn't make you nervous. No, it doesn't. But to comment <laughs> but to, to your to professor even though you know you're, you're making great comments.
4: With my professor comments. who I'm friends with and wow. in front of my okay. classmates who I'm friends with, that is So you need
1: bravery there.
4: Yeah. Um, another thing, not asking questions. That's a huge one. People just, you know, if you're at work and you yeah. don't really know something, but it's scary yeah. to ask a question. Um, just kind of interacting in pe- with people in general can be really scary. Uh, making jokes you know, if you have a great joke in your head.
1: Are you afraid to wouldn't share it be your afraid?
4: Job? Yeah. Some people are afraid to yeah, share their jokes. Ah, I wish I was. Um,
1: I'm not afraid to do that. Or,
4: so, and again, this might not be something that you think, oh, I'm afraid of that. But if you experience discomfort uh-huh. when you do these things or if you avoid doing these things or if there's something in your life that you just say, no, I can't do that. Yeah, so I'm not good at of, that. So that's kind of, I always say yeah. I can't do sports. Really, I'm kind of afraid to do sports mostly because I'm uncoordinated and probably couldn't catch the ball. Well, and you'll
1: twist an ankle.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um. Or any time that you're hiding some real aspect of yourself, some you know vulnerable, something real about you that yeah. you're keeping back, those are things that those are kind of indicators that you fear that situation. Mm. Um, again, talking on the phone. I used to have a huge fear of talking on the phone, which is really funny, um, because I talk on the phone all the time now.
1: Oh, it's for work. But other like, but talking to your friends, you didn't make you afraid.
4: No. But I remember when I was probably twelve or thirteen, I wanted to see if our local blockbuster, which wow, that's a funny concept, Boy, that was weird. Our, a local movie Flash theater, flashback, yeah, <laughs> 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 I had um, had a certain video yeah. in stock. And yeah. I, my, I told my mom, "Like, can you call them to see if they have this movie?" And my mom was <laughs> like, "No, you can call them yourself." And I seriously, I had, it took mother. me like forty five minutes to
1: uh-huh.
4: bring up the courage, which is just you know that's did a funny thing. It's Did your mom awkward. have to
1: like walk walk you down and talk you off the wall and say, "Come on, babe, you can <laughs> a do this"? Bit, yeah, you just say hello. Yeah,
4: and it I'm wasn't necessarily for... that I was like worried that something bad would happen, but it just can be kind of awkward talking on the phone. Was sometimes.
1: it the movie you were looking for? No, <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> no, You're it like wasn't. is Rambo there? <laughs> can I? Do you guys have the Rambo series?
4: <laughs> no. Okay. Um, some other things, wasting time. I know lots of people who are afraid of wasting time.
1: Are you afraid of wasting time?
4: Um, I can be. not. I kind of enjoy wasting time sometimes. Well, so.
1: well, I've never heard of that fear. Okay,
4: but Matt, think about it. You hate eating because it's waste time.
1: Uh, I, I hate eating because I'm lazy. Okay. And but, it consumes energy. But think about it.
4: Some people are really afraid of... Um, Missing opportunities, that's another one. So, like, um, I've seen some people who will, like, say yes to every social event ever Uh, because they're so afraid they're going to miss out on something, you know. And so that makes them feel uncomfortable. They avoid it. Or forgetting things. I know people who are really afraid of that, have to write everything down, who double-check everything to an extreme degree. Anyway, so there are all those things that we're really afraid about in kind of a daily level. The thing is, so how do we get over those very daily, very minuscule fears Nothing that really impacts our life so hugely, but keeps us from being our true selves. And so that's where fake it till you make it comes in. Cool. You just fake it. You do it. Yeah. So I've been reading a lot of things recently. Um, I was doing a lot of research on shyness, which is a thing that really interests me. And a lot of people suggest that when you're really shy, you... Think back to a time when you weren't shy. So maybe times when you're around friends. Yeah, when you're confident. Um, you know, when, when you're, you're feeling really confident, when you're feeling really up. And kind of just give a name to that persona. Think of that persona. And you know, that might feel like a completely separate person from yeah. you on your on a normal level but just pretend to be that person you're the alpha because you, that person, you're the strong yeah you. that person is you but just pretend to be yeah. that person it is part of you but it's faking it till you make it you you take on a persona that maybe isn't your normal yeah. persona but,
1: but I, that has to work because yeah definitely if you're faking it you're at least in that part of your brain and it seems like then the confidence would be almost channeled it would be generated
4: yeah Um, Another interesting way you can fake it till you make it is by using your body language. Um, A social psychologist, Amy Cuddy, did a TED Talk on this that has gone extremely viral. I looked today. it had like 16 million views or something like that. Um, Yeah. She talks about how your – so your chemicals in your brain can change your body language. So if you're feeling down on yourself, you're going to make yourself feel small. But you can also use that in the opposite. So if you stand up and you broaden out, you take up space, that will actually – change the chemicals in your body to make you feel more confident so that literally scientifically is faking makes it you. till you make it
1: see i like that but that then seems to spawn the whole idea of more plastic surgery more abs more lifts in your shoes and anything that makes you bigger and stronger
4: no okay no that, i love that, that, that idea
1: <laughs> no but I, don't you don't you believe if you go in and <sighs> straighten your back. And we talked a couple you, days ago. Yeah, about, You take
4: on a power pose yeah. is what she calls it. And you yeah. just let yourself do that for about two minutes until you start feeling more confident. Don't
1: you think sometimes looking the part though helps you feel the part?
4: Oh, definitely. Like
1: dressing up. Yeah. Sometimes just all of a sudden one day a week dress up and you just feel better. You feel yeah, stronger. You can,
4: you know, you can, um, dress up. You can, um, laugh you, <laughs> with yeah. other people when they're laughing. Um, do all the things that you say that you think people should do. You can be more enthusiastic. And even if you aren't feeling those things, it'll eventually start helping you overcome those tiny daily fears that we talk about. Just, you know, for me, not commenting in class. That's right. If I just, you know, pretend that I'm very confident about yeah. commenting in class, I'll comment. And you know what? That'll make me feel better next time. You know what? You need so. You
1: need to wear gloves up to your elbows.
4: Obviously, and that's that's then what and princesses throw your hands do, you around, around when you talk. Kind of like wave. And, yeah, you look yeah. like royalty. Okay. There you go.
1: I'm just saying. Good job. Thank you. See, that took confidence.
4: Yes, I, I Bravery.
1: I well done, Merritt. You did it. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, our guest, our author, Patty Chang anchor is going to be join us, joining us. She's the author of Some Nerve, Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave. Today, we're taking on bravery. Get ready. Identify your fears and get ready to pull out some bravery. We're going to make a change today. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on SiriusXM. 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend your life coach, your guide on the side. We're doing what we can on this program to help you learn, to love, and to live the good life. That is the goal. And today we're going to deliver. (laughs) I just channeled Oprah right there. Do you know how brave it is for, uh, for me to channel Oprah? James, do you have any idea?
0: Well, I feel like you channel a different artist every every time you enter. Is uh, Ethel Merman? Well, that yeah, that
1: could have well, gone back Ethel. to the show.
0: <laughs> see, see, I don't. The deal is, I'm
1: just being me. I'm wacky, but uh, that I takes I, bravery. It does take bravery, but I know I've heard Oprah do what I just did. Now, I actually don't even remember what I just did, but it was totally Oprah. I kind of feel like if I channel Oprah, I'll be more like Oprah, and then I'll get listeners like Oprah.
0: That's very likely, actually, yeah. Maybe I ought to just be me.
1: I gotta be me! (sighs) Stuff like that. Hey, uh, today, great topic. We're taking on our fears. We're going to pump up the bravery. Every one of us, you know, we all need to be braver. We need to be more, uh, what's the word, more willing to risk... What needs to be risked to become the people we need to become? And so many of us, I believe, are—we are hiding our talents, we are hiding our light under a bushel. It's not being shown to the world. And uh, today, we're going to give you tools and some ideas and some insight on the topic of bravery. Wonderful guest, Patty Chang, anchor, is joining us. She's the author of Some Nerve: Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave. Now, Patty, just so you know, she's not the adventurous type. She's, you know, while the other kids were out climbing trees and skinning their knees, she was inside reading books about people climbing trees and skinning her knees. That's uh, what her blog or her her bio says. By the way, just like a lot of us. And then she wrote the book. And since then, the book's been taken off. Oprah.com calls the book downright inspiring. Parents Magazine says it's a must-read and she's a blogger for psychology today. She's also appeared in O magazine and on Good House in Good Housekeeping, WallStreetJournal.com, NPR.org, NPR.org, Babel, iVillage, The Huffington Post. She's been everywhere, and today she's on the Matt Townsend show, which, by the way, super brave. Patty Chang Anchor, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show.
5: Hi, Matt. Hi, James. It's so great to be here.
1: It's so good to have you. And um, James says hi as well. He's very shy.
5: Oh, James! There's nothing to be afraid of. I
1: know. I've been telling him that for years. <laughs> and then we got him talking. And then we're like, "You got to shut that down." Um, so here's the deal, Patty. You, uh, this is a memoir. Your book, "Some Nerve: Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave," was a memoir going through your lessons that you've learned in improving your courage.
5: That's right. I mean, when people say, oh, you've written a book all about fear, you must be an expert. You must be super brave, you know, to be able to tell other people how. And I'm like, no, I'm an expert in having the fear. Yeah. one of the most full of fear people out there. But Um, but honestly,
1: you're the best person and a journalist, but you're the best person to teach us this.
5: Well, you know, I feel like um, a, a lot of very classically brave, courageous people that you read about on the news or that you um, see giving motivational speeches, um, the people who are willing to, you know, go into war or um, jump into a fire, like, I felt like I couldn't relate to them. Whereas, you know, a suburban housewife who um, is nervous about entering a room full of people she doesn't know or yeah. um, who uh, never wants to volunteer to do anything in front of a crowd or who, you know, uh, it, it, would never dream of you know uh, I don't know name it like uh, uh, diving into the deep end of a right. swimming pool and you know uh, I swimming with sharks right like that's the person who I am see
1: but that um, that's you know what that Patty is everybody don't you think I mean the majority of people aren't fear mongers is that a word it aren't they're not going to go chase their fears in fact I have a television station that wants me to go do something that I'm afraid of and go and I'm thinking. My fears, are, and we'll talk about it. I'm sure today. My fears are more personal than they are like life risking. I don't. Mine's not about jumping off a cliff on a bungee. I would just. I think that's crazy. I have six kids, <laughs> and um, I guess I'm afraid of it in a way. But I also a don't want to die. But I really don't want my kids to be raised without a dad. But anyway, my bigger fear is something more personal. It's like you don't. Know, I don't want to. I don't want to fail. I don't want to overcommit and then not deliver and then have to deal with the repercussions of not delivering. It's like it's, it's more of an intellectual fear. It's more of a psychological fear than the fear of, you know, swimming with stingrays.
5: Yeah. I mean, I, in, in trying to um, select which fears to focus on... Um, I didn't want to, to uh, go chasing everything at the same time. Right. I don't think anyone can face every fear they have simultaneously, you hope not. Um, and so I also wanted to pick ones that really related to my everyday life, and that ordinary people could relate to in their everyday lives, and that if you were to address them, it would make a difference in your yeah. everyday life. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of uh, those of us who have fears that are um, emotional or that are practical, mm-hmm. it's like, it's because we're good people, you know, we're responsible. We're compassionate. It's like we think about, you know, not wanting to be reckless and leaving our our kids without a dad. Like that that points to your strong character, you know. Um, But if those limits start keeping you from being all you can be um, and start um, showing your kids... That your dad is um, really uh, uh, afraid of risk is really um, uh, doesn't want to fail so badly that um, he won't try. Try you know, anything, that's a right? Kind of lesson, no. right? Yeah. Um, so for me, raising my daughters, I, I suddenly realized that I didn't want them to think that life was about um, every uh, bad case scenario that could happen. Hmm. You know that there are some good case scenarios, and <laughs> that unless we put ourselves out there and really extend ourselves, we're never going to grow. And um, part Part of growing is failing and being able to um, to deal with that and learn from it and and move on.
1: So we're we're talking with Patty Chang, anchor, and in her book, Some Nerve: Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave, you you address certain fears, uh, and like you said, these were the fears that kind of were part of your life. But you address the fear of water, Mm -hmm. clutter, biking, uh, driving, public speaking, death, heights, failure, success and the unknown. Wow.
5: That was a lot to start with, right?
3: (laughs) Good book. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I looked um, at, uh, first at fears that I've had for a very long time, and that was uh, water was one that really ran um, through because I, I almost drowned when I was a teenager oh, wow. um, on a river, yeah. and uh, often when people have like a very traumatic, scary experience, it's something that has repercussions down down the road, Sure, it, it did for me. Um, now, like public speaking and driving, I did not have fears of, but they were so common um and my editor had them and so she was like well i need you to write about these you know and preferably soon
1: (laughs) yeah can you hurry i've got a speech thursday
5: exactly Exactly.
1: that's great
5: so i also you know picked other fears where i could interview other people and follow them on their journey so that it wasn't just a story about me
1: it's i i love it and we're going to get into it throughout the you know the next few segments but when you've studied fear and just experienced it as a mom. Um, Where do you think most of our fears come from?
5: Oh, you know, I think it's such a combination. Um, I I feel that that some of it is hardwired. You know, it's like you talk to people and they're like, well, my mom was anxious, my aunt, my uncle, my grandparents. You know, and maybe uh, some of the temperament has come down through the generations. Right um, some of it seems very primal, you know, it's almost reflexive. It's like, you see a snake, you scream and run, you know, like, how are you ever going to reprogram that? And should you ever really? Um, many, many people will point to their upbringing and that played in for me as well. You know, I was raised by Chinese immigrants and so it was very much a, you know, work hard, don't rock the boat, yeah. um, don't risk too much because you might lose it all.
3: Oh, um, interesting.
5: I think that a lot of kids of parents who survived war or went through immigration or survived a depression, um, they have these messages that the world can change at any moment yeah. and that you have to protect yourself and your family at all costs. So that's something that definitely plays into people's thinking, you know, if you've heard it all well, it's, the whole time growing and up. And you,
1: you can just hear that almost generationally. I, I remember I, w- I had a really great job as a speaker, kind of a trainer for a big company, um, and I was leaving this incredible job to go start my own thing, and I remember my grandfather-in-law looking at me like, what is your problem?
3: Oh, yeah. You
1: are crazy. Yeah. What are you doing? But his fear, because he was kind of the depression baby... Uh, there was never enough money, there was never enough, so you got your job and you hang on to it and if you 're not happy with it, you just still hang on to it and you know someday you can do what you want to do, maybe when you 're ninety
5: yeah I mean I think that the survival instinct is so strong, and for people who have directly um, had to face that um, it 's hard to let that go sure. you know, even when when times have improved, and then it gets passed down to so that um, even kids who never experienced it themselves firsthand, uh, they feel as if they know it because yeah. it's been described to them so clearly. And then even more degrees of separation, like people who've read it about it in history books or people yeah. who've read about it in the newspaper, you've seen it on the television, all of a sudden you can kind of relate it to your own life. Um, and then I, I think the third major source of uh, people's fears are um, experiences. You know, it's like you live long enough and scary things happen and yeah. bad things happen and to you or to people you love and it's very easy to kind of keep those alive in your mind and um you know someone is in a car accident and then they start feeling like every time they're in a car that that could happen again um that's very very common
1: do um now you're a mom of how many kids two two cute little kidlets did you notice fears change when you turned into a mother
5: yes very much so um I, I felt that my fears increased you know i i used to just be afraid for myself yeah. and now i i was afraid for all of us someone once described motherhood as um you, you, your heart now lives outside your body Ugh. you know so i felt like i was sending my heart out into the world every day yeah um And uh, But at the same time, the motivation for overcoming my fears became so much greater because it was one thing for me to turn things down and feel like, okay, I'm not going to go for that and I can live without it, but it was another thing to say, okay, now I'm going to teach my kids to not go for things Mm -hmm. and to live without them. And I felt like I wasn't ready to make that kind of a statement, and that if I was to expect them to go out there and try things and be resilient, that I had to show it myself. Like I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I felt like they were going to learn that word in their vocabulary yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, wait, this reminds me of someone we know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, so on the one hand, having the kids really increased my fear and uh, made me want to hold on tight to them and keep us all inside our house and never go out. But on the other hand, it really forced me to, like, yeah. go out myself.
1: I love that. I mean, that's it's interesting. It Life is about fear... It seems like f- a dealing with the fear, attacking the fear, taking it on, at least experiencing it versus avoiding it. And um, anything, I guess, anything that, that puts you at risk, like children, maybe puts you at the risk of more fear, also puts you in the potentiality, I guess, of more bravery, more opportunity to overcome that fear. And, and yeah, another absolutely. motive, another motive to do it for it's Sometimes it's easier to, you know, be strong or... You know, ride your bike or public speak if you want to do it so your children can see you doing it.
5: Uh, Yeah, I mean, so many parents have said to me that they're really afraid of dogs. But, like, if you're with your kid, you can't show it. You can't teach your kid to show their fear of dogs. That would really not work in anyone's interest. And so they overcome it in the course of that. But then I also know plenty of parents who say, "Um, well, I never learned to swim, but I'm going to make sure my kids know how. And that's good enough.
3: Uh, I don't need to. I can just
5: keep myself to the side. I'm done. And I feel like that's the area where it's like, oh, gosh, do you really think you're done? You know, like people at the age of 30, 40, 50, 60, like already counting themselves out and saying it's too late for me. I was never good at that. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be good at that. And so I'm not going to bother trying. And I feel like that's that's where if you actually put yourself out there and commit, you know, you risk not sure. feeling competent, you risk not looking competent, you risk actually not being able to learn how. However, uh, you may very well learn how yeah. and you may realize that you are much more competent than you think and that that might carry over into every every uh, area of your life yeah. so that you, you'll be willing to try many more things. And that's where I, I feel so passionate about getting the word out, you know, that it's like just with some nerve, like you don't need to uh, have a personality transplant or all of right. a sudden become an action hero. Yeah. It's like... Just with some nerve to try something that you you 're not sure that you can do, and just see what happens and like believe in yourself,
1: yeah oh, I love um, that because yeah. it doesn 't matter you don 't even have to master it and you don 't even have to just love it, but just exercise some nerve just exactly just try it 's powerful man patty is uh, we 're talking with Patty Chang anchor, the author of some Nerve Lessons Learned while Becoming Brave. We're going to be taking your calls. If any of you uh, want to overcome your fear of asking a question on the radio, um, give us a call. one eight five five chat byu one chat We'll get you on the phone with Patty Chang Anchor. And uh, you know what? we got a lot more coming down. She's going to teach us about what she's learned going through um, facing her fears and, and increasing her bravery. one chat byu Give us a call we'd love to have you on the air and uh, of course we'll give you a, a book any for any of those of you that get on the air with us this is the Matt Townsend show we're taking a break we'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU radio Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are talking about bravery and fears. And uh, it's really fun because I think I have like a, a little Girl Scout group looking in my window right now. And uh, it's not, I'm not even afraid. James is terrified. James, get out from under that table there. Um, he's afraid of the Girl Scouts. Every year, when they bring their cookies out, he's like, ah. So here's the deal, folks. We're talking bravery today, and we've got an incredible uh, guest, an author, Patty Chang Anchor, is joining us. Um, she is the author of the book Some Nerve Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave. Oprah.com loves it. She's been in O Magazine and Marie Claire. She's been everywhere. Uh, And she lives in a village north of New York City with her husband and two daughters. You can also find um, uh, Patty Chang Anchor at her website, pattychanganchor.com. Anchor is A-N-K-E-R. You can also go find her um, also on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Pinterest, also at Patty Chang Anchor. Um, You can also go look for her TED Talk which is called Warning, Leaving Comfort Zone. Things could get exciting. It's a TEDx talk if you're into the TED Talks. Those are awesome. So, Patty, uh, thank you, and welcome back.
5: It's so great to be here. Um, and, you know, those Girl Scouts, I, I think it's, uh, it's terrific, to tell kids from a young age that they can be responsible, that they yeah. can earn patches, that they can learn yeah. new skills, right? I think like right. we should have that going on throughout our whole lives.
1: Don't, I totally agree, and I think they've cornered the cookie market. Yes. Do you know That's what I mean? Right. Like, even if the Boy Scouts tried, they couldn't. There, you can't compete. So they're they're owning it. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that that is. I was a scout, an Eagle Scout, got to one of the high ranks of scouting. But you know what? It taught me there's a lot of fear involved in that. I remember vividly having to jump in a swimming pool with freezing water, it felt like, and uh, do this silly little swimming merit badge. But I faced my little fears at you know 11 years old, 12 years old, and never, um, I mean, passed it, but never wanted to swim again.
5: Well, you know, that's a really interesting point. I mean, when you ask where do fears come from... Very often, as children, or even worse, as teenagers, um, we have these uh, experiences that were not fun. Right. And it's like, what do you take away from that? And I I feel like some of um, the... Uh, the more anxious people like myself uh, take away from that, that we weren't good at it, that people laughed at us, that um, if we ever tried again, it would likely not end well, and that it was uncomfortable and painful. So like, why would you ever choose to do it again?
3: Yeah. Right?
5: Whereas people who are more resilient, who have less anxiety, tend to take away from those experiences, I'd survived.
3: Mm. They,
5: they tend to think, it's okay, I survived. And it's okay that I was uncomfortable because discomfort is a part of life and you get through it. And, like, so what if other people thought I looked dumb? Like, I often think they looked dumb. Oh, yeah. You know? So it, it's really, like, a matter of the lesson that you choose to take away from that experience. And so a lot of what I've been trying to do is um, show my kids that when something like that happens, it's not a tragedy. It doesn't mean that they yeah. should never try it again. And to tell myself that, too.
1: See, that's such a para- powerful paradigm, um, it's and sometimes I guess we we chalk it up too that some people are just daredevils you know uh, some people just I always think of them like they don't have a brain um, yeah. but they just walk in the, like and you for example you followed a surfer into Lake Michigan in the winter yes yeah. what was that why okay what so was he that- doing and why were you following him.
5: It was 36 degrees in the water. Ah. Like, when he asked the surf shop, you know, could we go out surfing, the the proprietor of the surf shop had said, well, it depends on the ice shelf.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, if there's an ice yeah. shelf, you might not want to surf
5: tonight. And I'm like, mm, you know, like, uh, reconsider maybe? <laughs> no, um, uh, basically, I wanted to follow him because I wanted to get at this question of, is there something about people who are fundamentally um, – uh, thrill-seekers okay. who are not that anxious, like, is there something fundamentally different about them, or could we learn to be more like them? Hmm. Like,
1: Great question. If,
5: right. Is there kind of um, uh, 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 the, the way that they love to feel exhilarated and shaken up and, like, not know how it's going to end and, like, be willing to take the risks involved? Like, is that something I could learn? Is that something I would want to learn? Or are we just wired differently?
3: Yeah. What, so what did you I, find out?
5: I wanted to follow him, like uh, keeping my coat on and yes, like, sure. staying dry <laughs> yeah. and just watching him. With your, do little, it
1: and, with your little snuggly on?
5: Yes. And yeah. somehow one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I was in the water.
1: Oh, man.
3: <laughs>
5: you know, it's like four degrees away yeah. from freezing. Like, yeah. It was really, really cold. And um, to find out everything I learned, you'll have to read the book. It's a great yeah. story. But one of the things I learned is that uh, that kind of exhilaration. Um, is accessible to everyone.
1: Did you, you know, feel exhilarated or did you just feel like you were dying?
5: I felt ex- did you really? In a way that I have never felt in my life. And I, I think that
3: That's cool. um,
5: those of us who are, feel conservative, who always want to feel a little bit like we're in control of things, yeah. um, to have that experience of not being in control of so many things and yet being able to think clearly. And, you know, I, there was a lot I had to do in terms of getting up on the surfboard and, sure. like you know, execute movement in yeah. my body. Like, I couldn't <laughs> just pass out and die. Yeah. I always thought, I'm just going to pass out and die. Yeah. No, that's actually not an option. That actually
1: seemed like a good option, really. (laughs) Or (laughs) surf in the freezing shelf.
5: I mean, learning that despite great distress, you can actually have clarity of mind and do what needs to be done is very powerful. That's something I've definitely taken into um, my everyday life, you know, my uh, much less interesting everyday life.
1: Well, what a great lesson for everybody that exhilaration is open to everyone. This is not something that all the Mountain Dew uh crazy X game writers get. We everyone can get it. You just might have to get it your way.
5: Yes, yes. And I am definitely not getting it by doing, you know, the X game like, you know, half yeah. pipe. Oh, that's you crazy. Know, yeah. Super cross. That's not in my future. Um but you know think about what could be in yours. You oh, know yeah. what what friend of yours does something that you think is really kinda nuts. Yeah. But hey, what would happen if you gave it a try?
3: Oh. See
1: my friends aren't Well, my friends are like scrapbookers. (laughs) So I don't know. We got to take a break. Uh, We're talking with Patty Chang anchor, the author of the book, Some Nerve, Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave. She's helping us deal with our fears. The phones are open. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Do you have a fear? Do you have a concern? Do you see fear in your children and want ideas uh, about how to help release that, how to deal with it? Remember, exhilaration is open to everyone, and we're going to take a break when we come back. Patty's going to continue to teach us how we go about creating bravery, how we start uh, moving more into our exhilarated self and away from our fearful self. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Today, I will be be your bravery coach. Actually, I'm not your bravery coach. I'm your bravery guide on the side who will lead you to the bravery coach. And uh, today, we're talking bravery. We're going to pick up your bravery and uh, see if we can't either uh, unsettle, maybe tip over some of your fears, maybe help you take your life back. There's something very powerful when you can get behind your fear and own it and figure it out and you know don't just go with it cuz you've got it it's natural but kind of take on the fear those those deep in you know deeply seated uh fears we've got so we've got a wonderful guest joining us uh, she's already been with us a couple of uh blocks already Patty Chang anchor is her name she's the author of some nerve lessons learned while becoming brave which is a memoir of everything she learned while trying to be brave. She also is a blogger for Psychology Today and has been in O Magazine, Good Housekeeping, The Wall com, NPR, Babel, iVillage, Huffington Post. She's making the rounds today. She's on The Matt Townsend Show. And go to look at her website, her book, uh, her book, Some Nerve. You can find it on com, and on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram Patty Chang anchor anchor is a n k e r Patty, welcome back to the Matt
5: Townsend show. Thank you so much, Matt.
1: You bet and uh fear it uh it's not just you know it's not just for the weak in heart, it's not just for the anxious. We all kind of have something going on there um but then I love how you bring up uh perfectionism because it seems like the perfect way to justify some of our fears is to think we need to be perfect.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like a lot of the time, um, the the feeling of being less than perfect or of of coming in last, God forbid, coming yeah. in last at something, um, is enough for people to just count themselves out and say, I'm not going to bother trying. Because um, I, I had a friend who said, you know, I love learning new things, um, but I want to be a master of it from uh-huh. the beginning, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the process of learning, I don't really right. like. Um, she she so likes I,
1: knowing, really. She's she, she's more into the knowing than the yes, learning.
5: Yes, interesting. Than in the process of yeah. uh, of learning. I mean, uh, who we would all prefer to just discover immediately that we're proteges. Right. At, exactly. <laughs> at, at everything we touch. Um, I, I think also that as we get older, very often we let things fall away. You know, it's like yeah. things where um, we weren't. V- vac rate at it. We didn't get the lead every time. We didn't get, you know, all of a sudden it becomes, is it really worth the time and energy? Um, we all have very demanding lives and serious obligations, and it's like you need to perform for your boss and you need to perform for your kids, and um, you want to have a role in your church or in your community. Like, those are all meaningful, important things. Um, and so when it comes to, well, am I going to uh, – Push my comfort zone in areas that i don 't know very well that very often slides down hmm. um, the, the the priority scale uh, the The only problem with that is just that. As you get older, you don't want your life to be about you know th- more of the same except doing it less well. Yes, you know it's like as we get older, there are always younger people coming up behind us yeah. in our careers and in our communities and in our, you know who and even our kids are yeah. overtaking us um, in, in doing things. And as we become physically like a little less adept, it just becomes like wow, is the future of my life this like ever shrinking footprint? Hmm. Um, And in blogging Facing 40 Upside Down, I I really look at um, this time in midlife, which I feel like is a very, it's an ever-expanding time, you know, of uh, what do we do with ourselves? Like, once we have really performed for our bosses and we've performed for our kids, we've given to uh, to everybody else, um, how do we make our lives expand uh, each and every day in small ways that lead... Lead, lead up to big ways. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important to believe that, you know, your your life um, can be full of excitement and full of of uh, things that you never anticipated if you put yourself out there.
1: It's, it's so true. We're shrinking violets. We just, if we don't deal with some of these fears, then they'll own us. Are there some fears? I mean, you went through a bunch that even you just were dealing with. Are there some fears we should just leave alone? Or is it something that we just I guess try the best on every fear?
5: I feel very strongly that um there are some fears that are just programmed into us by evolution for very good reasons, yeah you know, so um I am never going to become one of those uh storm chasers um <laughs> you know stay away from fires unless yeah. you want to be a firefighter, but um, stay away from lightning
1: <laughs> yeah, reptiles.
5: Stay away from clowns. I beg <laughs> clowns, <you. laughs>
1: reptiles, and any natural disaster. Yeah. I You're mean, not going to chase it.
5: Stay away from people who um, really might uh, uh, do you harm. Yeah. You know, it's like you. It's, uh, we were given brains so that we can recognize when there is something that poses a real danger to us. So I feel like, yes, exercise good judgment. I really believe that. And then um, apart from that... Uh, when you're deciding what to take on when, because we only have a certain amount of time sure. and energy and resources, right? Um, to pick carefully something that is meaningful to you. You know, so what is the thing that, if you did it, it would mean something to someone else? For me, I didn't learn how to bike very well when I was little, and my husband loves to bike. Mm. And so this has been something in our marriage that um, has basically meant that he has sacrificed because, you know, as a family, there are very few vacation days. And if you want to be together, then, and your wife doesn't bike and your kids don't really bike, you're not going to be going biking by yourself, right? right. So his bike is sat in the garage. So for me, I decided that, that my sub-nerve challenge this year was going to be to, to learn to ride my, my bike well enough to ride in the Five Borough Bike Tour here in really? New York City. Really? Wow. And that's 40 miles long. Wow. So everyone pray for me. Yeah,
1: we're there. We'll exercise.
5: Put Um, (laughs) them. Yeah. When I signed up for for it, it's like that's 40 miles longer than I've ever biked. Um, But the motivation for me is that if I can do this, then this will be something that my husband and I can enjoy. You know, well into our retirement. It's something our kids can enjoy. We could do it together as a family. That's right. And I just sort of hold on to that image in my mind. That's that a great it's like, motivator. Exactly. So find something like that.
1: And you know what, even if it goes horribly wrong, Patty, I just get a lot of video footage and you just can keep looping that on your uh, Facebook page.
3: Then, ah. then all of a
1: sudden everyone's like, oh, wow, she bikes a lot. Nope. <laughs> she did 12 miles of a 40 miler, but uh, we're going to show it a thousand times.
5: <laughs> it's, people have been asking, they're like, wow, you bike a lot. And I'm like, no, I just post a lot of pictures. It's
1: just so rare that I get on a bike that everyone takes pictures. It's it's just how I get on the bike that everyone has to laugh about. Hey, they're
5: waiting for the crash. They're just waiting for the... That's
1: right. The they're money, waiting for the next the yeah.
5: picture.
1: Talk about um, our children, because a lot of times we see the fear in our children's eyes. How, how do we help our kids deal with their fears?
5: I think that um, it's it's important to just acknowledge that the the fears are real you know, I, I think that um, if we were raised to, to say, oh, you know, uh, brush it off, there's nothing to be afraid of. I was joking with James at the beginning, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. Actually, there's lots of things to yeah, be afraid of. Yeah, there really and, are. Yeah, really. Um, so acknowledging that that's a completely human response and that it's okay to have it, but that it's not okay to let it stop you if what you want to do is reasonable and will make your life better and help your community and make a difference in the world, it it then just becomes an excuse mm. if it's something that, that's stops you from doing what really should be done.
1: So that's a um, sign, huh, that I guess the fear is is more than just an irritant. If it's stopping you from becoming the best you or from helping those around you become better and and grow and not shrink but expand, then that's something you probably ought to be looking at dealing with
5: yeah, I mean, I think that we have like these great stories that we've told ourselves for uh, the uh, many of us for a long time, you know, that like uh, it, my parents were this way, and so therefore I'm this way, or I wasn't raised to be like that, and so therefore I can't do that thing. Um, or I have this physical limitation or I have this emotional scar. Um, we have these stories, and it's okay for a while to protect yourself after you've had something happen to you or to like take into consideration someone else's experience and you know to be human about it that's fine right but it starts to become an excuse if it starts to limit you in a way where you're really not doing what you were put on this earth to do. And I, I think that all of us, when it comes time to think about the limited time we have here on Earth, it's like, well, what were we put here to do? Like, were we put here to do less? Yeah. And to, to just hold back?
0: fear? Exactly.
5: And to not connect with other people and to not try to push things to a new level um if you're holding yourself back in a meeting and not saying something that really needs to be said or if you have a great idea and then you let it die with you yeah like is that really what we were put here here for no so i think with kids it's so important to instill in them this idea that they have so much to offer and that it's good to offer it and to try. And they may not be accepted with open arms everywhere for the rest of their lives yeah, you know, right. the way we accept them unconditionally, but that they are resilient enough um, to handle it.
1: And if they don't offer it, it won't be offered. And it won't be offered your way and the way you could bring this light. I mean, if the world's shrinking and we're not bringing our light forward, then the world is going to get darker. So we've got to let it out.
5: I love that. Yeah, that is a great. Put that um, in your blog, image. Patty. I would love to,
1: <laughs> but it's true, don't you think? Like, because the fear is like uh, it's this uh, need to protect ourselves, this need to not risk, and and we do. I mean, we do it. I think we even make it sometimes harder for our spouses to face their fears mm-hmm. because we don't make it easy for them to even really talk about it. You know?
5: Yeah, I think that every time we say the words, "Oh, that's just the way she is," You're right? You know, it really it keeps someone boxed in. And I hear this all the time from from people who say that they're very brave and that they actually don't have fears, but their mother has terrible crippling fears or their best friend or their sister. And they'll say, um, like, oh, I wish that she could just get her act together. I wish she could just be different, but she'll never change. That's just the way she is. And I feel like that really puts that person in a position of feeling like, oh, my gosh, no one believes in me. And like, maybe I'm never going to be different. And this is just all I'm meant to be. And that is hugely damaging. So I I feel like I want my book to inspire people um, who might think that way about themselves and then to also help the people who love them. You know, yeah. like people who don't understand. I've had many people say, "Oh my gosh, I now understand my husband. I've never understood it's why huge. he didn't recover from being laid off. Yeah, right. Like, and now I can understand what's going through his mind and like how to be to be more helpful."
1: Love it. We got about one more minute, and we we always like to wrap up, asking for what we call your one thing. So, as somebody that studied fear. Um, in, in your book, Some Nerve, Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave, what would you say is kind of the one lesson, that is, the one thing that makes the biggest difference, the one thing that would help us just to immediately start dealing with the fear?
5: Um, it, it's hard to narrow it down to one, but I'll say that one thing I do say all the time to myself um, is something my daughter's swim teacher said to her, <laughs> um, which is, uh, if you say you can't, then you won't. So let's say I'll try. Great. And that's something I say to myself all the time. Every time that your internal dialogue goes to, I can't do it, or I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it is a huge one. Often that's like sits on top of an entire, you know, pile of fear. Yeah, right. If you don't let yourself stop there and say, you know what, that's not acceptable. I I have to, I'm going to say, I'm going to try. Your life will open up in many, many ways.
1: Love it. Try. Just Try. I always say, no one's going to die. But see, then that word die makes everyone fearful.
5: Oh, yeah. I've got to stop that. If if you're a catastrophizer, you can make everyone—it all ends with death. Oh, yeah. Everything ends with someone dying.
1: (laughs) Carnage and death. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that so sad? Well, Patty, you've been a a delight, and I think I've learned a lot about— getting some nerve in fact the nerve challenge you call it you call it the some nerve challenge i guess do you, you just challenge people to take on a fear every year what do you what's the challenge you
5: know what? i am challenging people to take on a fear publicly Ooh. um so you need to include other people in it you need yeah. to tell your friends tell your uh, maybe if you're not ready to tell your spouse sometimes the spouse isn't the first one to tell sure sometimes tell tell your friends put it on facebook Um, send an email to me, like write to me off of my website, say, I will face my fear of blank by blank. And that second blank means by what means, how are you going to do it?
1: Great. I will face my fear of blank by what blank, by what means?
5: Yeah. So whether I will face my fear of public speaking by joining Toastmasters, I will face my, my fear of water by taking a swim class. Someone wrote, I will face my fear of difficult conversations by having them first in the day. Oh, wow. I really love that one. I love it. Um, so I've got to ask you, Matt, yeah. are you ready to take on a fear? What would you, your challenge be?
3: <sighs> hmm.
1: Um, uh, oh, uh, Um. I will. Okay, I'm going to frame it the way you said it. I will face my fear of f- uh, fa- failure. I will face my fear of failure or or i don't know if it's success or failure by the
5: same same coin it
1: is isn't it right and so i will face my fear of fail, failure or success by um uh submitting my book to um my book team within a month
5: <gasps> i love it I that's know. fantastic
1: you know what that's, I just blew it. I'm going to, I just overcommitted. Oh. Uh, my fear wants me to back out of that.
5: <laughs> that's your fear talking. That is totally.
1: No, I, see, there's something I've always wanted to get done and get done and then I get everything else done. It's horrible. I'm doing yeah. that. Okay, writing that yeah. down. James, write that down.
3: Fear i'm of,
5: gonna tweet it do tweet it tweet and, and you will be committed okay. and it, it it will feel liberating it feels like well, it already feels scary liberating. yeah but then once you declare it it's hugely liber- liberating you will have the permission to clear the decks to focus on it because you've made a commitment
1: we're gonna have to have you back too to have you come back and and check in on that
5: i would absolutely love to do that
1: we're going to do it we've got to go patty chang anchor Go, go check out her website, pattychanganchor.com, anchor, A-N-K-E-R, A-N-K-E-R.com, and go look up her book, Some Nerve, Lessons Learned While Becoming Brave. I'm going to work on the book, Overcome My Fear of Failure Slash Success, and get another book out. Well done, Patty. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm joined by uh, the incorrigible <laughs> Maddie Richards.
3: Uh, hello. Who, thought- by the
1: way, copping a little attitude?
6: I'm sorry. She's a little
1: <laughs> irritated. Went a little long.
6: You just should have known your fear. We I knew you for my this. fear. I knew
1: my fear. I didn't know my solution to my fear. Try me. Try me. Okay. What is your fear and what are you going to do?
6: I am afraid of Matt Townsend and Mm-mm. I am going to conquer this fear yeah. by spending as much time with him as humanly possible until I am Blah. no longer afraid of him. Really? Yep. That's it. See, that took what, 10 uh, seconds, James? Did you time me? You know what? Me? Interesting.
1: <laughs> that, just, that just changed my other fear. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new fear. My fear is Maddie Richards spending too much time with me, so I am going to solve that by avoiding Maddie Richards at all costs.
6: I feel like we're in a lose-lose situation here now. It's a
1: system. This is bad. So you are going to help us with courage because there's not just one kind of courage. There's multiple kinds of courage.
6: Yes, and that's the whole idea today is confronting your fear, being brave, and that involves lots of different types of courage that you can have. So first, obvious yes. physical courage. I've got it. The willingness to push the limits of one's body.
1: Don't have that one.
6: That's what physical courage okay, is. Okay, that's cool. So, so you pushing your
1: limits. So this is like the yes. athlete that's constantly pushing yes. their limits.
6: That's like yes, biking, motocross, doing something that's you don't sure that you might get You're not sure hurt. what your body can right, do. Sure. Okay. Yeah. The next one. Oh, by the way, I do do that. Oh, you.
1: The other night, I had a really big uh, Sunday <laughs> with, and I didn't know if my body could handle it. <laughs> I pushed my. That's
6: okay. By
1: the way, it didn't handle it. Uh, anyway, keep going.
6: I didn't want to know that. Um, too bad. Okay, the next one: battle fortitude, willingness to take grave chances with one's life in the company of like-minded individuals. This is a little more serious. Hmm. You know, willing to risk your life. For something, it's not just willing to like sacrifice your yeah. body, but your secret whole service. Life. That's like you'll yeah. die. It's I, war. It's, it's like, military. I watch Star Trek, and I feel like he did died uh, as well.
1: Okay, Star Trek <laughs> is not real. We're oh, talking military, secret service. True. These cops, no, but yeah. firefighters. Exactly. Okay, keep going.
6: Next one. Moral courage, the one, the courage to stand up for one's beliefs in the face of overwhelming opposition. Mm. I think Gandhi and Rosa Parks are great examples of this. Yes, love that. Moral courage. Yeah, huge opposition, but they're willing to stand up for what their moral belief is no matter what. All right, next we have intellectual courage, (sighs) the willingness to come out in favor of an idea that others find patently ridiculous.
1: That's my life.
6: Actually, are you sure?
1: Well, how many times do you all think I'm an idiot?
6: No, none of us ever think you're an idiot.
1: I hear you guys saying Matt's an idiot <laughs> right behind my back. You think no, I can't see because I got a headset oh, okay. this is Galileo.
6: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like like a real like hero. Yeah, I like get you. Real people. I get you.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like, Intellectual.
6: Yes. Believing, yeah. having an idea that yeah. others are like, no, the Earth is it's, the center of the universe. It's No, flat. no it is not. It's yeah. round. Exactly. Sure. All right. Empathetic courage. Mm. The ability to feel deeply for another being, and I know you don't have that one. I have that. No, I actually too. that is
1: that is honestly one of my character <laughs> strengths. I just don't show it with you, <laughs> you guys. just
6: don't show me. I ever. show
1: it all day long. I'm sick of showing it, so, <laughs> so I you, just show when it on you the, come radio, to the radio. radio. I get calloused, no. and then I just go for
3: intellectual. No, courage. but
6: it really does take courage to feel totally for someone else. So that one I think is really important. And one yeah. we're we're lacking. People are more worried about being smart, being physically yes, you courageous. Are. Yes, but they should be more worried about having the bravery to feel. Totally. Um, next one, maternal and paternal courage. Mm. This is the, almost the same as empathetic, but it's different because being a parent, you get this otherworldly bravery.
1: Tell me about it.
6: I don't know, Matt. <laughs> I just know what my parents have shown me. See,
1: it, is, you get a, you, it is a brave. Yeah. Parents are the most brave people there I are. I
6: agree. My parents are wonderful.
1: Yours are super brave. <laughs>
6: Wow. I mean that in the best Where's way possible. Where's that empathetic courage? No, that I'm was like... it. I'm like,
1: your parents, whoa, brave. Way, 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 way brave. That was like four ways.
6: That, yeah. Okay, whatever. Keep anyway, going. decision making in the face of uncertainty. This is to do something that's psychologically crippling, that you really don't know what the outcome is, but you do it anyway because it's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah. That's cool.
6: So it's a little bit tied to the it's other like moral, ones, but it's a it's little like different. It's moral, right. Alright, stamina. Now this is different than physical oh, courage because it's the ability to confront constant pain and exhaustion for a set period of time. That's different than being physically courageous. I have because that one. It's a long time.
1: Plantar fasciitis.
6: Oh yeah. That
1: That's every day. Proud of you. Every day I get up, and yeah, battle that foot. I bet you do. I drag it around all morning. <laughs> anyway, keep going.
6: All right. Emotional courage, the willingness to do something. Like break up, um, hurt someone's feelings or have someone's feelings, like get your feelings hurt because you know it's the best thing. That takes courage.
1: That totally does.
6: To end end something that might not be the best for you. You know
1: what? I'm going to exercise emotional courage and we're going to end you right there. Oh, okay. So there was really only nine. Yeah. Because you you took too long
6: deciding your fear. No. (laughs) Oh, wow. No, the other ones aren't even important. Those are the most important ones. We got it. We nailed it. Be courageous. Thank you. You're welcome. That's why I'm here. To help
1: you. That was a really great last bit by Maddie Richards. Thanks, Matt. Well done. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we uh, you know, we're still getting into this, right? Courage. It's not going away, folks. We've got to find ourselves. Dr. Paul Jenkins will be joining us giving us some insight on how to increase our bravery. This is the Matt Townsend show. You're listening to us on BYU Radio. back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're joined by Dr. Paul Jenkins. I just did a little Oprah again. Uh, Dr. Paul Jenkins is joining us. He is a, he's a mind doctor. He's a, uh, some people call him um, psychotherapist. <laughs> Quacks
0: yeah. is a negative term. Yeah, we've had that.
1: Uh, but you work you're a clinical psychologist. That's true, and a coach, which is kind of probably it's it's a kinder, gentler way to influence. It seems like it's, it seems well, like it's I less. So, I sort of less I sort of left the tribe. Yeah, which has got to create fear because we're talking fear on the show, and you left the tribe of like the traditional of
0: traditional psychotherapy. Yes. Yeah.
1: Why? It just seems like such a
0: fun group. Well, it is in he so says many with ways. <laughs> the psychotherapy sounds kind of like yeah, therapy for psychos, right? And even though that's not a fair characterization, no. it captures a traditional mindset that something's wrong with you. Let's figure out what's wrong with you,
3: man. Right? Yeah, and then you're broken. Maybe
0: we can fix it. Mm. And you didn't like
1: just that paradigm, that beginning approach that you're broken. Yeah. So then let's go talk about how broken you are.
0: Well, I don't feel like I want to sign up for that. So, why yeah. would I ask my clients to sign up for that? That's interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't, which yeah. is
1: why you're now, you do coaching. So, positive psychology. Yeah. yeah. Positive psychologist. Positive psychology. I love that. That's a huge movement where it's it more solution oriented, it's kind of it's more appreciative. It's not just to sit here and you know, document all of our, our frailties. It's to really right. start finding solutions.
0: Well, think about everything that you face in your psychological life. And if you put that on a spectrum, so your relationships, your, your psychological, emotional health, and clear over on the left end of the spectrum is the sick end. Yeah. Where we've got diagnosis and pathology yeah. and treatment. And we're broken. So, so positive psychology focuses on the other end of that spectrum. The healthy side. Yes. Because
1: if you pick up the stick of psychological health, mm-hmm. you're picking up both sides. There's the healthy sure. side, what what we all aspire to be. And then there's kind of the broken sick side, which mm-hmm. some of us are experiencing. But either way, you can work on—for mental health, you can focus on the sick side, mm-hmm. or you can focus on what healthy would look
0: like. Sure. And either way, you're served. And go work on creating that. Yeah. But it
1: seems like positive psychology, by focusing on the— what it would look like if we were healthy, or what mm-hmm. are the behaviors we used to have when we felt healthier, mm-hmm. or what it would look like in the future if we had obtained all these things, it seems like that just in and of itself would make me feel more positive instead of having to deal yeah. with the fact that I'm a messed up loser and have been for 12 years. Right, exactly.
0: That's a, and it goes that's beyond you, health, too. In fact, I put health right in the middle of that spectrum. Okay. Oh, interesting. And yeah. you'd think that health is the opposite of sick. Yeah, Right. But I'm just thinking of health as being not sick. Yeah, kind of neutral. Yeah, like, you know, you might be sick in bed with a fever, throwing up, and there's a time when you yeah. get out of bed and you're not sick. Right. But that doesn't mean you're truly fit, thriving, yeah. prospering. So that's over at the other end of the spectrum. Look at you. And there's some overlap in the middle. Everybody's got issues. Yeah. but Which is fine. But the very approach—so maybe this gets
1: into the fear profoundly, because— if you want to address my fears with me mm-hmm. and all we keep talking about are my fears
3: mm-hmm. or my
1: my mother's fears or the fears right. my mother gave
0: me the stuff that's handed down then
1: all of a sudden um I guess I'll get better but it seems like if I took an appreciative side or an appreciative approach there there might be faster ways to deal with it like what yeah. would it look like if I was no longer reacting to that situation
0: or what if we could reframe the whole thing? What if we just change how we look at it? Yeah. I love the way Wayne Dyer put this when he said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. So even fear, what if we were to just see that as an essential element of courage? You need to fear
1: to feel courage.
0: It's defined by it. Yeah. You can't have courage without fear. Yeah. So as I start to notice my fear, oh, huh, okay. So this gives me an opportunity to exercise Exercise courage.
1: courage. See, it's interesting. So so that's the appreciative side. So Mm -hmm. one side of the coin is the fear. The other Mm -hmm. side of the coin is the courage, opportunity to create courage or Mm -hmm. or utilize courage. Sure. That's with everything.
0: Mm -hmm. I think so. Why, Why do you think we prefer the negative side? Oh, the obs- I mean, well, maybe
1: whether it is we preferred it, well,
0: or not. There's there's a negativity bias. Yeah, is that
1: just self preservation? We're just more preserving. Ah. We don't want the negativity bias. Make sure we at least don't get burnt, even if we're not happy. You at least we're what? not I dying. Think it is Matt. What? I think
0: it's physics. Really, it's heavier. Yeah, default is always downhill. Stuff rolls down. Yeah,
1: thank you for saying stuff.
0: And, and I appreciate that. And light requires power. Darkness is default. It's energy. Yeah, you need the energy to yeah. create the positivity. So elevation requires lift or effort. Hmm. And so this is good to know. Yeah, absolutely. And my clients ask me all the time, why is it so hard to stay positive? Well, because it's going to a higher place. Yeah. It requires lift. It requires energy. You let go of it, it's going to go down. Yeah, if you
1: want it easy, that's a different That's a different game. Yeah. But that's not
0: necessarily more light, more peace, more energy. Right. It's true. Well, even in Harry Potter, there's a quote about that. Wow. (laughs) So we've gone from Wayne Dyer (laughs) to Harry Potter. We're covering this. That's good. Well, he told, Dumbledore told Harry once that there comes a time when you have to choose between doing that which is easy and that which is right. Yeah. That's right. I don't know that I quoted it, it's, you know. You know, I'm pretty I sure paraphrasing, no one's going to go look it up. up. No one's going to go. But go look it up. I mean, it's something like that. Just Google it.
1: Yeah. But um, that's an interesting principle. So fear would be the natural uh, default. I mean, the natural negative downhill state would be to just fall to fear. If you want out of yeah. fear, you're going to have to do some lifting.
0: Sure. And there's, there's a reason for fear. It's physiologically built into us to call our attention to things that are potentially harmful. Yeah. Okay. That's good thing to have. Good to know. Yeah. I didn't want to get hit by that truck. Whoa.
1: That almost hit me. It, fear. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and pain is good, too. That's right. See, so fear serves us. I guess where it doesn't serve yeah. us is when we're afraid of something that's maybe not
0: real or something that, mm-hmm. that, that isn't inevitable. Well, the part of our mind, the part of our brain, this is brain physiology, the part of our our brain that monitors for and responds to fear does not distinguish between real threats and imagined threats. Well, yeah, honestly,
1: you don't want it to. No. You, you just want a threat's a threat, survival. Just, just react. Yeah. But yeah. Now, now we live in this world that you know real and imaginative threats, mm-hmm. playing, playing PlayStation and almost dying. Mm-hmm. ...is an imaginative threat. Right. Compared to your real-life threat, but your brain may not always distinguish. So it
0: creates emotion. It creates jump, startle, fear, hiccups. Well, you and I, earlier this week on my show, you and I talked about... LiveOnPurposeRadio.com. LiveOnPurposeRadio.com. Featured guest this week, Dr. Matt Townsend. See, by the way,
1: I think it was the most boring segment that's ever been on your show.
0: Probably. I mean... <laughs> Whatever, I know the man. guy. No, it, but that was it fun. Was good that was stuff. really fun. That was really fun. I was just telling my wife on the way over here that this is this is some solid content. But you 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 know what? What? You, what was solid content? What we talked about. I well, I'm
1: sure the, that may. But you know why? Because you have comfortable chairs. I do. It's a couch, actually.
0: Leather. I mean, Again, that's from the old throwback psycho- psychotherapist <laughs> I am a shrink and I have a couch. <laughs> and you got to sit on it this week. That's it. But we're talking about couples yep. communication, and it happens here all the time. Oh, yeah. Where we perceive something that's not really a threat to right. us to be a huge threat. Are you married to a bear? Yeah. Are and, you going to you die know, because of this conversation? answer that too yeah, right.
1: quickly, but... But it feels real because it, it's so course. personal.
0: And your brain is responding to it with that same chemical response that it would respond to a bear attack, mm. fight or flight.
1: And if so you're saying if we don't deal with the physiology, the chemicals, then uh, we're probably going to end up going down the road of chemicals. Chemicals are going to naturally lead us downhill.
0: Yeah. Well, default. That's yep. how we're designed. Well, and, and I guess this is For what survival. separates us,
1: I guess, from the rest of the animal kingdom, is to be able to elevate our existence. We don't just have to go to fight or flight. We could go to talk.
0: Yeah. To relate, to apologize, to understand. When we exercise our choice, and this is another thing that's really cool about our species, we have the ability to think about thinking. Mm -hmm. It's called metacognition, but it's just thinking about thinking and that creates a little space and that space is where our choice exists and in the choice i guess that's is that the bumper is it what is that the buffer that
1: makes our chemistry less powerful to us
0: right and gives us an opportunity to observe what's going on yeah so that we then are in choice about what we're going to what we're going to do with it if we create that space
1: right how do we do that so that so that i guess is that's where you now move to like the cognitive side right the mind mm-hmm. side how do you use your mind to kind of short-circuit the fear or rewrite it? hmm How do you do that? So you do this all the time, this cognitive, right. therapeutic, cognitive behavioral therapy kind of
0: idea mm-hmm.
1: where we're going to use our mind to rewrite our
0: behaviors,
1: right. our feelings.
0: So it starts with an understanding of where, where that fear is originating. And typically it's a perception of threat. Mm. That comes from our own mind, and and usually there's a predictable way that this happens too. Dr. Susan Jeffers, I mentioned her before the show, wrote a book called "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." Yeah. Um, the title is almost you know the best part of the whole book <laughs> because it says it all right there. You feel the fear and yeah. do it anyway. That requires an analysis of what's ca- causing that fear from a logical standpoint. So, subconsciously our mind is con- constantly asking what if questions. Yeah. What if this? What if that? What if this? What, what if that? Yeah. And then it answers it with the same answer. Dr. Jeffers pointed out in her book that there's a common belief behind every fear. And oh, that really? belief is that I can't handle it. So so the kind of so fears, the overarching belief is You can't take
1: it. Whatever it is, you're not going to be able to handle it. Right. Even just saying that, do you feel that threat? Oh, yeah. With everything.
0: Whoa. If if you can't handle something, that's the ultimate threat. Yeah. Cool. Then what are you?
1: Right. Yeah. You're just
0: waiting for your demise. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. So answering that what if question, what if that happened? And you just have to get to this answer. I could handle that. Oh, yeah. It almost seems like if you thought anything through
1: mm-hmm. and you said, could I handle that, you'd eventually, sure. I mean, I wouldn't
0: want to. Right. But I could. And that's why we avoid it. But the, the two basic choices we have with our fear is either to face it or to avoid it. And built into our physiology, our, our brain and our physiological mechanism tells us to avoid it. Get away. Run away. mm and when we do that with a feared stimulus, we actually increase our fear. Yeah, because well, you're not handling it. Right. And you're convincing yourself that, oh, that was dangerous. Yeah. See, because well, look how much better I feel when I run away from then it. Your, and
1: your chemistry kicks in. And then when your chemistry's mm-hmm. kicking in, it's kind of validating. See, yeah, you are amped up about this. This is scary. You could die. <laughs> but you're really just run, right. You're just running. That's and, interesting. And
0: if I die, I can't handle I that. I couldn't handle dying. Well, you'd be dead. Yeah, I guess you'd have to handle it. People handle it every day. Are you kidding me? Oh man, if I die and I can't
1: handle it, they're going to hear about it on the other side. <laughs> I mean, what are you, what's the answer to that? Well, yeah, but it's like, but right. people are afraid of. But what if what if my husband leaves you? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just
0: go there. That happens all the time. So what if he does? Right. Then I have. See how the mind just has this tendency to say, "No, I'm not going to go there." Yeah. Do not, not want go to think about it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that you should set up camp there. No. Just visit long enough to see that you could, in fact, handle it. it. Yeah.
1: By the way, that is the best camping I like, is you just show up for a few minutes, and then you leave. And then you leave. You don't camp there. You 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 don't uh, You show up. Could I handle scout camp? Sure. Would I want to? No. (laughs) And you leave. (laughs) And let
0: somebody else That's why it's great
1: to be a leader. (laughs) Then you just show up and leave. (laughs) This is good stuff. You know, it's almost, Paul, like you do this for a living.
0: Yeah. Almost like that. Have you... I don't know if you thought about
1: this, but you might want to make a living helping people. You know what, Matt? That is an excellent idea. Thank you so much. And by the way, if you want to find out how Paul makes his living, go to DrPaulJenkins.com. And That's go listen place. to uh, on uh, LiveOnPurposeRadio.com. And be looking for his new book coming out, Pathological Positivity. Yes. A lot of peas right there. A lot of peas in one. Don't get started on that. I know don't do not <laughs> we've been Paul, there before appreciate you my friend that was really good insight and by the way now just for those that are in the listening audience we now have a scout troop uh, gathered around with leaders with leaders yes the leaders are always the fun ones to watch <laughs> as they're just putting up with the Scouts this time Boy Scouts so no cookies available we're taking a break uh, we'll be right back this is the Matt Townsend show you're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU radio welcome back folks we're wrapping up the show that is the hoedown music i guess that sounds a little different james is mixing the music a little different today Every day he mixes a little bit different. We call him Sir Mix a little different. And uh, we also call him Gracious and Generous James.
4: Genuine James. Genuine. I thought that's what we had established, that it was genuine James.
0: Genuine James. Okay. I'm going to side with Merit on this one.
4: It's Thank you. more alliterative. <sighs>
1: oh, jeez. Yep, love it. Do you see why I have fears? <laughs> Because I'm always we shoot you down. corrected
4: <laughs> every day.
0: <laughs> Matt, it gives you an opportunity <sighs> to exercise courage. Opportunity. Ooh,
4: Bravery. I like that. I See, listen to Dr. I Paul. I totally agree. He's got it down. Dr. Paul.
1: Hey, uh, today, as we wrap up the show, uh, Merritt's going to give us 50 ways. I don't know how you'll do this in this time frame, but 50 ways to be brave today. Well,
4: I've kind of picked my top ones.
1: And then, and then and Paul, I want you to give me some of your favorite ways to be brave today. Okay. Today.
0: Today,
4: yeah. yeah. So today, here's the now. thing. You might be sitting out there going, great, I'm all inspired to be brave now. Yeah. This is something that I'll work on for now, the next yeah. few months later, maybe eventually, because we like to procrastinate.
1: See, that, see that's but not But you know what? Bravery. That's not today, an option. right now. I'm giving mm. you
4: options of how you can be brave today. Yes. Today. Number one, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Don't cover it up. Don't go numbing by watching TV or being busy. Just let okay. yourself feel whatever you're feeling.
1: I'm mad. Love it. And I'm feeling mad because you guys said it was... I said generous, you said gracious.
4: Well, you know what? Now that you told me that, I know that I should probably apologize and say, Matt, I'm sorry that I belittled your choice for James' new title. I feel better. Okay, there you go. That was easy. Number two, look at yourself in the mirror with kindness. Yes. Stare at yourself in the mirror until you can look at yourself and say, and like what you see.
1: And don't look at that part that you don't like. Yeah. Your eye always goes to the part you don't like. Mm -hmm. Don't look at that part. It's true.
4: Tell someone that you love him or her. That's a good one. It's a brave thing to do.
0: Paul, thank you, Matt. <laughs> I'm feeling it, you, Paul. I am <laughs> feeling it. Doctor Love, <laughs> how's do you feel? Um, Keep going, Matt.
4: Write down a story. Write something that's happened to you today. Maybe something that felt uncomfortable. Do a little journaling. Write something that you cool. you know. A little yeah. yeah. Um, share your opinions. This is always an interesting yes. one. Yes, mm. see that um, goes you know, back to yours
1: earlier, Mary. Yeah,
4: jump into the conversation. You know, write your opinion down on Facebook. Right? You know,
1: maybe maybe don't jump share your that, opinion you know. sometimes.
4: Yeah, that also for some people, just like Maddie would be earlier, great.
1: she just shared hers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sad.
4: Um, try something for the first time. There's something Huge. you've been waiting to do. Oh, maybe it's just yeah. even a new item of food that you don't like. Yeah, try it again. Try, try it. Try something new. Good. Um, set boundaries. Nah. This one's hard. Limit. But it's very important. Yes. Yes. Um, sing a song. I always think that's fun. Really? Don't, yeah. That's brave. Sing a song. And even, even if, you know, yeah. when we talked earlier about Amy Cuddy and how doing something with your body can make yeah. you feel that way, yeah. I always feel singing a song. So if I'm in the car and I'm singing along to the music, I always feel better after that. Do you so feel better kind of when the person deal.
1: next to you looks over and rolls their eyes like, what are you doing?
4: You know what? It's my car, so... You can I sing the, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I can sing if I want to. It's my and I can sing if I want I think that is the <laughs> number
0: one activity that's done in a car other than driving when you're alone. I don't think so. Yeah.
4: I love singing in the car. Nose picking. Nose picking I heard it on the radio. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which station? So it had anyway, to be true.
1: That, that, I believe that. Singing and nose picking. And give us a couple more.
4: Here's one. Say, I don't know.
1: I Be love willing that. to
4: answer that. Say, mm-hmm. I don't know. That blows or, you know, people's minds And if you, you don't feel like I guess you can I have say, to. if you don't feel like you're in a situation where you could say, I don't know, say, I don't know at the moment, but let me find out and let get me back to that. you. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to know the answers no. to everything. So you don't have to be a But you know what? You have that. the powers to look it up. So we're love good. love that. Um, here's another one take a picture of yourself. The selfie movement's kind selfie. of super big right now, right? Hashtag selfie. Okay.
1: That's courage. Yeah. That
4: shows courage. It does show courage. Wear no makeup for a day. That doesn't really apply to you, gentlemen. Today. But...
1: <laughs> By the way... For
4: us girls, it can it take doesn't some wear courage,
3: Paul. right? <laughs> <laughs> wear makeup. Uh, okay. Last one.
4: This is my go. favorite. Ready? Say no. If you are feeling too busy, just be willing to say no. Say no. no to something. It's hard.
1: Say it. Say
4: it. No. You deserve that.
1: Yeah. Loved it. You did it, Merritt. That is great. Why, thank you. That was you. a great
0: list. And you got to, you know, 20...
4: I, yeah, I know. I slacked.
0: You know, there was a common theme there, though. Vulnerability. Yeah, Being by the way. Being to be vulnerable. Which leads us a perfect segue, Paul. Thank you. Brene Brown, here's the
1: quote. Owning our story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy. The experiences that make us the most vulnerable... Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. That's Brene Brown, folks. Own it. Own your story. Quit running from it. Find your strength. Overcome your fear. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow. More tools, more ideas to give you a leg up and to help you find the good life. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.